What's up guys? Welcome to the But First Coffee Wake Up Call. We are entering into another season. Fresh thoughts, fresh ideas, fresh content. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, hello. I want to talk today about relationships. I started last episode with talking about change, transitions, and I've done a lot of work with clients uh, on different podcasts and content and also personally in my own life on relationships and relationships with myself, relationship with my spouse, with my husband, uh, my relationship with my kids, with family, with friends, mentors. Uh, It's such an interesting dynamic to be able to observe how we relate to other people. And the more I dive into human design and study my little projector heart out, the more I'm intrigued by relationships, even more so than I ever have been. The mechanics behind them, the interactions we have with people, how we impact other people, how other people impact us, uh, what it means to relate to someone as nine-centered beings rather than what we have been taught as as seven-centered. And we're not seven-centered, by the way. We haven't been since the 1800s. We are nine-centered, but we're still teaching seven-centered in a lot of places. Again, that's part of that transitional phase. It seems like it's been going on for a long time, but, uh, you know, since 1800s, but that's how long it takes for evolution as a human species to occur. It takes a long time for those those transitional phases to actually occur, to develop, to happen. Evolution is long game, not short game in terms of our species. So it's such an interesting concept to, for me to continue to dive into. And, and I've always wanted... I was a kid that never felt seen and heard. I was a kid that never felt understood. I always felt different. I always thought differently. I had to try really hard to try and fit in, to find where I fit. I never found where I felt like I fit. I was constantly changing groups of friends, sports, majors, jobs, careers, constantly all the time. So I love... I've always been drawn to things like personality profiling and uh, astrology and uh, emotional clearing and personal development in general because it helps me understand myself and I want to be able to understand other people. I want to be able to have people when they interact with me feel like they are seen, they are heard, they are understood. Well, lo and behold, I'm a projector that loves to study that sees people very deeply, which has its own pluses and minuses when it comes to relating to people. But I'm really diving into how the concept of relationships have been evolving just in my own lifetime. I'm an observer. I love to people watch. I love to do things like this where I dive in and I study and I learn and then I sit back and I look for it and I watch it and I'm aware of it in myself and in people around me. I do this with everything that I learn, whether it's a freaking cooking recipe, which the Food Network channel taught me how to cook when I was in college 
um, and high school or watching marriages. And marriage has always been a hot topic for me because of my own marriage, my own journey with my marriage. Um, teeny tiny recap because I've talked about it for years, but I know there's a lot of new people. Um, my husband and I, uh, he was my then boyfriend. We became pregnant when I was 20. We got married when my daughter was just under three months old. In that first year, within one year, we had a daughter. We got married. We moved uh, three hours from where I grew up and lived and went to college from that side of Michigan, from the west side over to the east side. I lived with my in-laws for 10 months. We bought a house. He got a full part-time job. Then he got a full-time job in his line of work. Uh, moved into our house in the city that he works in and uh, had our daughter turned one. So within that first year, we had a shit ton of things happen all at once. We were relatively young. Uh, It was not what we had planned or thought about. We knew we loved each other and wanted to be together. We had only been dating for about eight months, but life has its own way of unfolding, right? So when my daughter was about five, we had two kids at that point. I had a daughter and a son. Um, I had an emotional affair and Andrew and I sat down and had a conversation about getting divorced. It's what I saw a lot of my family members do, what his, a lot of his family members had done. It's a lot of what was being portrayed in society that if you feel unhappy, you get divorced. Your marriage is unhappy, you get divorced. We had these notions and conceptions on what happy marriage should be like what a happy marriage in his line of work should be like what it what that look means what that and even with what we are shown in society through the media especially through social media we take that and we put our own meaning on it based on our own conditioning and our own experiences and I remember in that conversation with Andrew sitting on the end of our bed uh, having these this really big really emotional monumental decision of like this is where we're at do do we get a divorce do we want a divorce is that what we're supposed to do and I remember talking to him about about it and we kind of had this moment and this realization of like I I don't think we ever really had a, a marriage at least not the kind of marriage we wanted to have I don't think we really did marriage like we went from dating to pregnant to parents like and then homeowners and we never really had a an intentional marriage. Like we had a marriage license. There was a freaking piece of paper that was signed guys. We sat in front of a very small group of our immediate family members and, you know, in a hotel banquet, a tiny banquet room, uh, with a pastor and, and we're had a little ceremony, you know, like, but we didn't really have a marriage. We, we realized that we didn't really know what that meant. Uh, that was, Oh gosh, that was 10 years ago. Uh, almost 10 years exactly. We are a few months shy of 10 months exactly, 10 years exactly from when that conversation happened. Ain't that funny. Um, and we realized that we didn't know what that meant to us. We didn't realize that we didn't know what that would look like for us. We did realize that we needed to work on some things. So we, in that conversation, decided we would start putting ourselves first individually. I put myself first. I take care of myself. My happiness is my job. This was before he, like, 
before a lot of the personal development had gotten to me, like really just the beginnings of it. Um, but I knew enough and I saw enough that I need my happiness is my job, my health is my job, my myself is my responsibility, his self is his responsibility. We realized our communication needed to change and improve. We needed to figure out how to communicate, what that even meant, how to talk together, how to share for ourselves, how to be aware of what we are feeling individually and experiencing individually and how to create something together and how to relate together. So relationships has always been something that I've spoken about, that I've talked about, that I've loved observing and learning about, that I have coached many, many, many people on their relationship with themselves, their relationship with a partner. I've done so much work on myself and on Andrew to transform our our relationship to be something that we want. And I spent a good chunk in the middle there talking about how people could have a marriage like mine, how people could do some of the things that we did, do them with your own flavor and create a good marriage that was like mine. And I'm at a point now where part of me really doesn't even like to talk about how I do things or what I do. I know that's helpful for a lot of people, especially if you're a projector. It's helpful for me to do that because you will see yourself in those things and it gives examples. But I really, really dislike in this world how we have people that will share, I did ABCXYZ, I did it this way, and it worked, right? I got these results. I did ABC as the steps, as the things, this is how I did it, this is what I did, I got one, two, three as results. If you do ABC just like I did, how I did it, you will get these results. I've always hated that, but it's really been irritating lately to see how people are still perpetuating that in marketing, in relationships. This is, you have this problem, this is how you fix it. This is what I did and it worked and it will work for you. It's not true. If you do what I did, if you do what I do, you will not get the results that I got because you're not me. And it's irritating to still see, because we're in the pre-frame, the transition of how that marketing paradigm is, it's changing, and how that relationship paradigm is changing. So it's irritating to me because it's difficult, because we are in the change. The change is messy. The change is chaos. The change, you got to make a mess before you can clean shit up. Like chaos has to happen first or what we perceive as chaos happens first because everything starts to just reveal itself and be seen. And I've talked for the past few years about how we have seen some very big, very monumental things happen and change that are pointing out where we need to change, where we thought things were great, but they aren't. The, the points in your foundation that were weak, that needed to change, they broke, they fell apart, their issues, and there are still people trying to duct tape things together and make old paradigms work and make old ways work instead of finding a new way. So I want to talk about relationships and this will probably be multiple podcasts or episodes or whatever because the dynamics of what relating to others is and how it works and what we are now accepting and what the next generations want and need and how they will be 
are changing very, very dramatic, dram- dramatically. That's a combination of dramatic and drastic. <laughs> They're changing that bigly, right? They are really the dynamics of what is needed and what drives us, this need for tribe, this need for family, the need to reproduce, the need to find a mate, get married, have children. That's why in the past, right, before in the beginnings of this preframe or way back before the preframe, that was the point, that was the intention that's very seven-centered. It's very centered around uh, reproduction on being able to, the survival of the species, very, very, very much a survival mechanism. Very old, very primal to find a mate in human terms, it's get married. That's what became socially acceptable. You find your partner, you stick to your partner and you have children and you reproduce. And this was the pressure. This was what occurred. We can dive into the dynamics of what that means for women and the dynamics of how marriage was designed to be something that was controlling. And it was a power dynamic and, a, and it determined your power, it determined your class, it determined your financial status, determined your freedom, your independence, your ability to be an individual person, it determined your role. Um how marriage impacts gender. Like you can dive into this concept in so many ways. And right now, I'm not saying I won't in the future, but right now I don't want to dive into the specifics. I want to just look at how that dynamic of what relating, what relationships mean, what they are, is changing. I remember having a conversation with one of my younger siblings uh, when they were dating and having a little bit of an issue in their relationship, it just started to get really rocky and it started to be argumentative and they're like, I don't really know, I don't really know. Um, funny enough, this was even before one of their bigger relationships and more monumental in their life as it that happens in our lives as we grow because he was relatively young. But I remember looking at him and being like, look, I know what our parents have taught us about marriage and relationships. I know what they portray and what their generation says we need to do, how dating works, right? From what we see them produce and make in movies and in TV shows um, and on social media and what we have been raised around and taught and what is stereotypical and what is conditioned response for what dating is, how marriages work, like why, how you go about them, why you need them what's right, what's wrong. It's something that's been deeply conditioned in us. And I remember telling him like, I get that. I see what they teach, where they're coming from. That's how life was for them. I see where their point is. So, but we are not them. I am not them. And I'm 20 years, or no, I'm however many years older than you. I was at least 15 years older than them, right? So like even my younger siblings are are a different generation than me. But I remember looking at him and being like, look, we're not them. Your job is you. Your job is to figure out what do you want? Do you want to date this person and only this person? Awesome. Tell them that. Be honest about it. Own it. Do you want to date multiple people at once right now? Great. Own it. Take responsibility for that. Communicate that. Because the sticking point in relationships is when people don't know what they want their actions don't match what they have said that they want, and they don't communicate any of it with the people that they are supposedly relating with, whether it's friendships or 
um, in family dynamics or you are sexually dating and uh, interacting with people, you are looking for long-term platonic relationships, romantic relationships, husband and spouse and wife and all of that, like it doesn't matter. The basics come down to people haven't known what they want. They've assumed what they want and people are shit at communicating what they want and being able to communicate for themselves and what they feel and what they're upset about. We are very, very unaware as a whole and I have watched the awareness start to shift and change, right? This transitional phase, more people are becoming aware of what they like, what they don't like, what they want. We're more um, empowered to be individuals now. We are more free to be uh, the changes around the stigmas of, of sex, of gender, of relationships, of marriage. Those things are changing, but the communication bet- between them and about them and around them, and being able to voice that hits a sticking point because there is a disconnect between what we have seen, what we've been taught, what we've been conditioned and programmed, and what we like, what we experience, what we're, what's like ours individually. It's this difference between how it was done and how I would actually like it done. So the change that's happening in this transitional phase is being able to hear the past, appreciate the past, appreciate the wisdom, appreciate the perspective, ask for questions and input from others, but ultimately being able to come back to yourself and make your own decisions for yourself and understand that you do get to have what you want. These upcoming generations, the hard want things different in relationships because they're no longer tribally motivated. We are seeing that transition or tribal motivation, nuclear family dynamic motivations, reproductive motivations, being able to produce the next generation, the next heir in your family, the next, uh, like the next children. The desire for that is decreasing. Being able to accept that in themselves as a younger generation and for the older generations to accept that as there's nothing wrong with that as that is actually completely natural and 100% aligned with our own evolution that is what's happening and occurring and to allow it to occur naturally without the pressure the guilt the shame the manipulation the bullying of themselves to themselves or from these older generations to the younger generations like that's the change that needs to happen Because evolution is happening whether we want to or not. The change is happening whether we want to or not. The difference is your experience with it. The difference is if you are willing to become more self-aware and to make some different choices for yourself and to speak for yourself and to be aware of what it is that you want, what it is that you think, what's been programmed and conditioned versus what's true for you. And being able to voice that with the people around you. It's not an easy process. Anybody that teaches you personal development is easy, is just fucking bullshit. Any type of personal development, personal growth, self-awareness, alignment, emotional intelligence, therapy, counseling. It's not fucking easy. And that's okay. Some people are meant to. And some people are not. 
Some people will do a little, some people won't do any, and some people do a lot. Everybody is on their own path. Are you willing to accept within yourself what you like, what you want, what you feel, what you are experiencing, what you desire, what you long for, what you think about yourself and about your relationships? And are you willing to let other people have their own way with it? Be themselves. Not have to do things the way that you think they need to. I've never understood this. I understand this is the difficult, right? The binary or the duality within myself is that I understand things from a scientific standpoint, from an evolutionary standpoint, from a design standpoint, personality profiling standpoint. I understand it from a historic standpoint of why people do the things they do, why people behave the way they do, why people have been raised that way or where that trauma response comes from or that conditioned response or that belief system comes from. I see those things and I understand those things. And a huge part of me also doesn't fucking understand why what someone else chooses for their life is any of my business. Why is what I choose any of your business? Why is what your brother chooses any of your business? I've never, this is one of those ways that I was created differently. I was brought, my soul is different. My spirit is different. And you can point it out in my design in a whole lot of ways. You can call tell me it's because I'm an Aquarius. I just don't. It never made sense to me why, why it's so difficult for people or why there's such an uproar about gender identities or uh, gay marriages or um, sexual kinks and fantasies or relationship dynamics of people being single or being married, people of having kids or not having kids. Like, there's a huge part of me that's just like, why is this a big fucking deal to someone else? Like, you got enough shit in your own life, deal with your own life. Be in your own life. And these upcoming generations are even more that way than I am. Because their motivations, their instincts, their individuality are much more potent and powerful and they're designed in ways and in frequencies that don't support and don't want and don't have the same vibrational frequencies, the same drive to be focused on reproduction, on tribe the same way. They just aren't. Are you willing to accept that in yourself and in those around you? Whether they're a younger generation or not. Because there's been a transition. There has been an overlap. There have been people all along. We've seen them. The people that we look up to that have been the leaders of change. That have done so much of the hard work. Because they were so different from the majority. And they were so few. And we are seeing continued change and continued growth, continued support behind different concepts and freedoms and ideas. Where do you see things in your own life, in yourself personally, where you have chosen to do things how it's always been done, even though you might have wanted something different? Are you choosing what has been conditioned and programmed in you for how your marriage needs to be, how your relationships need to be, 
or are you actually choosing to let them be completely individual? I spend a lot of time, each year there's a chunk of time, where I, it's because I'm a 2-4 in human design, so I spend a lot of time being my little hermit, being my little 2, being my, uh, in my little cave, and then I go out into the world, and I'm pulled out into uh, being in relation with people, being in community, building networks, relating with people. That's a lot of my design. It's in my astrology as well. Um, but I see these phases and these patterns where I go out into the world and I, I am intentionally looking to interact and relate with people. And I intentionally, so specifically, go into every interaction with the desire to relate to this person and let what we have and what we create be whatever it is meant to be as its own individual creation. So I'm not like going into these relationships with people. I'm not meeting people knowing boundaries ahead of time, knowing rules ahead of time, knowing labels ahead of time. I don't go into meeting someone new with a, well, this person's just a friend because I'm married. Well, this person is a coworker and he mean that means this, this, and this. And this person is... I don't put the labels. I don't put the expectations. I intentionally go into meeting a lot of different people with what is here between this? What does relating with this person feel like as its own individual thing? What does this develop into? What does this, where are my boundaries with this specific person? I let everything be customizable. Every interaction Every conversation, customizable, unique, individual. I go out and do these things and I'm learning and I'm observing and then I come back into my cave after a while and regroup and a lot of people that I have met I don't ever see again. Some of them stick and stay, but some of them don't. That's not the point. The idea for me is to go and experience how has relating changed? What did I learn from each specific person. What did I learn about myself? What did I learn about people as a whole? What did I learn about different conditioning and programming? Different backstories, different experiences. I get to analyze things. That's what I love to do. It's how I've always operated. But I used to give myself shit for it and make myself feel bad because that wasn't what I was taught friendships, relationships should be. That's not how it works. That's not how it should be. There was this undercurrent and this pressure of you should have a best friend for life. You should have the same groups of friends for years and years and years. And there's nothing wrong with that if you do. But knowing and being able to give myself permission to do things my way and interact my way and relate to people my way and and be my own unique self has created way less stress, way less mental drama, way less shame and guilt that I don't carry around anymore. So when you look at your relationships, intimate, romantic, platonic, whatever they may be, are you going into them with 
preconceived notions and expectations about how they have to be, how they need to be, how they should be, according to the boxes and labels that we have been taught? Or are you going into them with an open perspective that says this is a a new interaction? What is here? Be present with what is there individually and uniquely between the two of you or the three of you or the five of you, whatever type of group you're in, right? When you look at the relationships that you are guiding younger people about setting, whether you have children or you have nieces and nephews or whatever it may be, if there are children around you or just people you happen to see, are you still perpetuating the message that there's a right way and a wrong way? Are you still perpetuating the message that is based upon you need to date someone and get married and have children and that's the path? Is that still an undertone in the things that you are saying and perpetuating and the views that you have about the world? None of this is about guilting yourself for thinking differently or thinking the same. It's simply asking you to be aware of what are the undercurrents that you have about your perceptions on relationships. Are you perpetuating and sharing on social media the memes and the posts and the content that continue to make it an issue for these younger generations to have a different kind of life? To live the way that they are meant to live? Do the things that I'm saying about relationships... Do they bother you? Do you think it's not going to ever change? Do you think that it's got to be about reproduction in some way? I think it's wrong to be single. Do you think people need to be married? Do you think women of a certain age need to be married? Do you think uh, men need to find their right woman or their wife material? I don't know. Ask yourself these kinds of questions and start looking at What am I expecting out of my own relationships? Is this actually what I want? Or is it just what I've been programmed to expect and to believe? What about your relationships with your kids? What about the relationships that they choose to have or not have? Do you pressure them? How many times do we have little toddlers that were like, oh, they're so cute. Look at them, their boyfriend and girlfriend. How many times in preschool age are we like, oh, you're going to go see your boyfriend today? How many times do we continue to perpetuate and say things like that to young children? The expectation of planning your wedding. What kind of man do you want to marry? Oh, is she your girlfriend? Oh, and and they get older and we start to tease. We start to drop dirty jokes and innuendos. Expectations. What are the things that you just haven't even been aware of yet? that you've been programmed and conditioned to believe about how humans relate together, how relationships work, what they have to be, what the expectations are, and are you willing to open up and be a little different? 
Are you willing to communicate? Learn to communicate. I have a book on communication, by the way. It's on Amazon Kindle. I think it's called The Gap in Communication. Super short and simple, by the way. I think there's a link in my Instagram. Link tree. Because communication is a huge part of this. And it's not just about what you say. Are you willing to listen? Are you willing to hear and accept someone else's perspective, ideas, wants, desires, if they're different than yours? Are you willing to be okay with it's changing? How we relate, how these next generations want relationships to be, what sex means to them, what gender means to them, what marriage means to them, what all of it. Are you willing to accept it and learn and be okay with they don't have to be like you. They don't have to be how it's always been. Our wisdom is valuable as we go through life and have our own experiences. But that doesn't mean it's right for everyone else. Especially these younger generations as the dynamics and paradigms of what relationship means, of what relating to other people means, people are changing. They're shifting into something different. We are in that transitional phase and it feels uncomfortable and it feels confronting, but it's also really freaking cool. So what do you think? What do you see in your own life and your own relationships? What do you see in those around you? And what do you see for the collective? Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. You can find me over on Instagram at Kelly Grino, G-R-I-G-N-O-N. Looks like Grignon. Happy to see you show up there and observe you interacting with a lot of my content and things that I share. I hope it all resonates. If you have questions, comments, ideas, if you have invitations for me in true projector style, you can send them to kgrino, G-R-I-G-N-O-N, at gmail.com. And I will talk to you soon.